everyone. Welcome back to Gals on Topic, your favorite podcast, and then some book club. Your favorite book club, and then Fuck. some. <laughs> You're right. I literally don't know what I'm doing. You want to go round two? Welcome back to Gals on Topic, your favorite book club, and then some. I'm Sadie. I'm Izzy. And today's topic is Akatar chapters 22 to 25. Yes. It's been a minute it's, since we've been in these chairs. <laughs> it's been one whole week, and we are rusty. <laughs> the intro took a couple takes. We couldn't remember... What happened before? I forgot that I even do the intro. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I did my countdown and Sadie just looked at me. <laughs> Whoops. Um, well, I can't even remember when the last time we did record. Like I know it's been a week, but it just feels like it's been a lifetime. We've I... we've done some traveling in between. Right. And I think last time we recorded. It was about to be your birthday week. We were heading to Chicago. Oh, we were yeah. fresh off Luke Combs. Fresh <laughs> off Luke Combs. Yeah. We have since gone to Chicago. Had a really great time. I have been to three different places since we last talked. I think that's why it feels so long. Yeah. Like I went on a work trip Monday through Thursday, Chicago Friday to Sunday, and then another work trip Monday, Tuesday. And here right. we are in Hubbard. It's also completely changed seasons since we last did this. Like <laughs> last time you came over, I think it was snowing. Or yeah. Or just was really cold. And now it's 75 and um, beautiful. Yeah. We just ate dinner outside. It was yeah, lovely. It was lovely. <laughs> it was lovely. Well, we have four whole chapters to recap. And I'm excited to get back into it because it's been a minute. I know. Who knows what hot takes will come out of of the the recap here because right. I read my notes and I'm not really sure right. what they relate to. Right. We were we were we were really in a groove. Like I think every episode besides this one, it's like I did the readings day before, even day of, made my notes and it's been a week. I don't I don't remember what I have to say. So Yeah. <laughs> well because that's really on me. Uh because we were supposed to record Thursday when I got back from my work trip. But <laughs> I didn't do my homework. I was supposed to read Wednesday night, but then my team and I went to a casino instead. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a new team. I needed to bond. And you so, won money. Yeah. We were so. up big. The whole team was. So it was worth it. But so if there if this if this doesn't go well, you can blame me. <laughs> Well, you're in busy season still. Um, somehow. Somehow. So. Thanks for the pass. <laughs> <laughs> I'll forgive it this one time. <laughs> okay. That's. All right. Well, let's get into it. Yeah. I'm ready. Yeah. Let's just let's just dive back in. Let's let's um, reeducate ourselves on what's been going on Perfect. since we last recorded. So. We left off in chapter 21, actually, on kind of a crazy note, where we had Tamlin and we had Feyre alone in the hallway in the middle of the night, and he was all drunk on magic and bit her neck, and she was kind of into it. 
so much has changed since then. Yeah. I can't believe that was just where we left off. I know. I know. These four chapters really take us on a big development. Yeah. In their relationship. So yeah, so that's where that's where we left off. We start off chapter 22 with Feyre waking up the next day, discovering she has an enormous bruise on her neck from Tamlin. And she's thinking about trying to cover it up with a scarf or something. But then she's like, hold on, this is not my fault. And she will not be inconvenienced <laughs> over his bad behavior. The way you're saying this, it's like she's Izzy. Like that's so something you would say. <laughs> and she even opens up her collar further and pulls her hair back to make it as visible as possible and then goes down to lunch. Again, love this move. I think it's powerful. Sure. And in the light of day, like I know she was into it in the moment, but in the light of day, his actions were very out of line. Absolutely. I mean, I think all of us got swept up in the moment because it's the first kind of tension building. But in the light of day, weird. Yeah. Weird, weird, weird. Yeah. And, you know, who is she even hiding this bruise from? She interacts with three people. <laughs> One of them's Tamlin. <laughs> so also that's it's true. spring and she was going to use a scarf. Like, that's just not the solution. No, she wants to rub it in his face so that he feels bad yeah she already knows he's gonna feel bad and she wants to make him feel worse yeah but not in like a mean way in like a huh she just kind of relishes the chance to make him feel uncomfortable yeah for once yeah yeah so she finds them seemingly hung over at the table because they you know were out dallying drunk on magic drunk on magic um and she's like good afternoon gives tamlin a big old smile and then sits down very much enjoying the tense silence as they're you know taking her in trying to assess her mood right now and again i just actually i really like that she's making tamlin feel uncomfortable here because it was the other way around for a while like he was he liked making her uncomfortable the how like big and powerful and whatever he is and um, she's now taking advantage. I also find this entire next exchange to be very funny. I, I chuckle every time I read it. it's hilarious because she struts in thinking she's going to, he's yeah. going to be guilty, tail yeah. between his legs. Like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Like, I can't believe that happened, blah, blah, blah. And he's very much like, that's on you, girl. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it's hilarious. Because Lucian sees her bruise, of course. She's putting it on display. And he's like, what is that? And Feyre points her fork at Tamlin and says, ask him. He did it. And I think this whole thing is funny. Are you liking Feyre more yes. at all? Or do you think still think she's annoying? No, I like her more. Good. Yeah. She's, you know. Loosening up. Peeling back the layers yep. on the onion. Getting some personality. (laughs) So Lucian is clearly amused and asks Tamlin why Feyre has a bruise on her neck from him. And Tamlin straight up says, I bet her. We ran into each other in the hall after the rite. And if Feyre can't be bothered to listen to orders, then I can't be held accountable for the consequences. And Feyre's like, excuse me? You cornered me in the hall like a wolf with a rabbit. And Lucian is like, 
fully laughing. He's covering his mouth, trying not to openly just start cackling because this is obviously (laughs) very funny. Tamlin's like, sure. Well, I wasn't myself and Lucian and I both told you to stay in your room. She's getting super mad because he's very calm, which again was not her intention. Yeah. Um, And tells him he's a pig, which makes Lucian die of laughter. So she storms off. (laughs) I thought this whole thing was funny. Me too. It was like a nice, lighthearted scene to kind of like break up. The tension. Yeah. Yeah. We needed that. Yeah. So despite being mad, she calms down by painting mean pictures of Tamlin and Lucian and realizes she's happy that Tamlin's back to his normal self. Oh. Yeah. And this is really cute. Tamlin apologizes to her at dinner and brings her a bouquet of roses, which she brushes off at the moment. She's like, oh, yeah, you know, it's thanks, it's fine, whatever. But then she gives the roses to Alice and makes sure that they're well taken care of and yeah. placed in her room. And then she falls asleep with a smile on her face and for the first time in a long time sleeps peacefully. Yeah, I feel like these whole next four chapters, I just love this era of them. I knew you were going to like these four chapters because... It's a lot of um, happiness. It's a lot of just them exploring their relationship. And, you know, that's what you said you like. You like when you can just immerse yourself in the world and nothing bad is going on. Yeah. There's just like cute moments between the two of them and lots of good banter and conversation. And yeah, just a lot of cute moments. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I I like this part. I love the banter. I love that they had the back and forth and he teased her, but then brought her flowers and she was like, yeah, whatever, but secretly loves them. Yeah. I like it. Me too. And then we flash forward to the next night and our Feyre is having a makeover moment. (laughs) She's like, put me in a dress. Why not? I'm in love. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. She's wearing a dress. She wants to look nice for Tammy. Um, It's cute. It's, I think it's also a little bit like, ah, I don't know why, just like going down to the same old dinner that she goes to every night, but now she's formally dressed for seemingly no reason. Yeah, it looks like you're trying extra hard. Yeah. I think it's nice she wants to look nice, but it's definitely a... A drastic shift. It's a drastic shift. Yeah. It's a message. It's a message. Um, so Alice is getting her dressed up all nice, is doing her hair, from in this little conversation, we learned that Alice is from the summer court, which we've heard about a few times. Feyre's all nervous to go downstairs, and she almost turns around and changes back into pants. But she opens the doors, and Tamlin and Lucian stop talking and just stare at her. Lucian then says, well, I'm late for something incredibly important, and vanishes. <laughs> <laughs> He's such a wingman. I know. He's a dedicated wingman. I know. Really, really fell out of my love triangle huh yeah (laughs) yeah real quick Feyre for someone who is nervous really leans into some heavy flirting here Mm -hmm. she says you're so far away it's like you're in another room and then Tamlin uses his magic and makes half the table vanish which startles her and they're all of a sudden at a very intimate dinner table Ooh. So she notices he has to flex his hands and appears to be slightly recovering from something strenuous. So she asks him about 
you know, if it's taxing for him to, to use magic. And he tells her that once it was as easy as breathing, but now it requires concentration. Feyre's like, well, damn, you could have just taken a closer seat instead of doing that. Yeah. And he's like... I want and, to impress you. Yeah, he's like, miss a chance to show off for a beautiful woman? Never. So cute. And Feyre's all embarrassed, and he tells her that seriously, she does look beautiful. And our our Feyre really is blossoming. She's starting to think that she is pretty, which is so sweet. She used to look in the mirror and cringe at mm-hmm. herself, but she's really coming into her own and finally looks healthy and has light in her eyes. So... We love that. I love a makeover moment. Me too. I can't wait until this is a show and I will love this episode. No makeover moment will ever top the one in Miss Congeniality. That's the best one of all time. I have not seen that movie in 500 oh my God. million Okay, years. I thought you were going to say you haven't seen it though. And I was going to be like, whoa. I have, <laughs> but like so really? long ago that I feel like it's so vague. No, that's on that's on par with me or... Yeah, that's on par for me with like Legally Blonde Mean Girls and how, how many times I've Whoa. seen that. Yeah. Whoa. That was like go-to sleepover movie in middle school. What? Yeah. Go home and watch it immediately. That movie's so good. You watch your list first. What's on my list? Uh, Avatar, oh. Encanto. What was the other one you do said I you have haven't to seen? watch Encanto? What? I said, do I have to watch Encanto? It's good. <laughs> it's good. We don't talk about Bruno. <laughs> I know it will be good because inevitably I like Disney movies. I just feel like I save them for planes. What? <laughs> like, you know, when you're on a plane and you are scrolling the index of movies and you see one, you're like, oh, like a nice heartwarming movie. I have three hours un- uninterrupted. I'll- this is the perfect movie to watch. Like, I don't just like on my own turn on a Disney movie. Interesting. I do. I guess. I'd pick the worst movies on planes. The last time I was on a plane, I watched um, Me Before You, and I was legitimately <laughs> sobbing on the plane. You really love Sam Claflin. <laughs> he- oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. I didn't even make that connection. <laughs> See? He's my Tamlin. Um, I'm surprised you haven't watched Daisy Jones yet. He's in that. I know. Yeah, I need to watch that. So, Isn't it on Amazon? Amazon Prime. Add that to your list. Gosh, there was something else on your list, but I'll remember it later. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back to our back to our young couple. Dinner date. Our dinner date. So Feyre, you know, he just complimented her. And he's like, no, seriously, you are you are beautiful. She's really, you know, she's just caught up in the moment. And she tells him to come with her and that she has something for him. So she takes his hand and brings him to her painting studio. And I thought it was cute. She's like, I went to drop his hand, but he was holding on so tightly. Sweet. It's sweet. She unlocks the door to her studio and she's displayed one of her paintings that is a gift for Tamlin. And, oh, this is this is what I was started talking about last episode. That we were talking about how Feyre just like can't be that good at painting. Yes. And I almost. I was ready to bring this up because I was like, she must be good because he's not laughing. Because I almost said this last time, like, how funny would it be if she made this big reveal and it was just like stick figures on a canvas. (laughs) But you agreed with me that she can't be that good. Yeah. No, I agree. 
I totally agree. So you think, like, I guess in this moment I'm picturing them okay because, like, it's so cringe if she's not that good and she's like, here, I made this for you. But, like, logistically, like, when I think about it, when would she... She didn't, like, have lessons. Yeah, she didn't even have really paint. No, this is her first time painting and she's self-taught. Yeah, and literally he's like... <laughs> but he knows what everything is. Right. But I'm just imagining, like, when, like, a three-year-old comes up to you and they're like, <laughs> it's you. And you're like, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in my mind that's what's happening (laughs) so she's super nervous to show him her paintings because she's not that good (laughs) and tells him you know she has this painting on display and she's like this is for you as a thank you for everything you've done and he's just staring at it like what the fuck is it (laughs) i'm just kidding (laughs) and it's it's the glen and the pool of starlight that he took her to that they swam in and Tamlin's like hmm like he just kind of nods and he starts looking at the rest of her paintings which were not on display but kind of you know off to the side she's super embarrassed but yeah he's able to tell what everything is he's kind of like looking at all of them he's like oh this is the woods where you used where you used to hunt this is your cottage at night this is uh your ex-lover's hand in the hay where you used to meet up He's jealous at that one, as if he wasn't hooking up with some rando two nights ago. Um, That was to reignite the magic. Right. Right. <laughs> sure. <Damn. laughs> um, And looking at all the paintings, Tamlin asks for the painting of the woods. And Farrah's like, that painting is so cold and sad. Why would you want that? It's so out of place here in this beautiful, you know, spring estate. And he just smiles at her and says, I want it nonetheless. And that just made me smile because it's kind of like they're talking about her. You know, she was so cold and out of place. Oh, and he says, God. I want it nonetheless. Isabel, that was such a good... <laughs> That was so good. Thank you. Thank wow. you. Wow. I love that analogy. Well, you know, it's my third time reading, so I've... <laughs> That's true. Uh, yeah, I wrote that I, you know, we're laughing and making jokes, but I thought that was such like a beautiful moment. It made them... Maybe I'm jumping ahead. I can't remember if they like actually talk about this or not, but I feel like that painting they bonded over it because it was a symbol for both the isolation and unwanted responsibilities that they both have had in their different lives god just some deep back and forth right here we're just bringing it (laughs) this literary analysis (laughs) (laughs) okay so farah in this moment she's so i mean she was really vulnerable showing him her paintings then he totally validated her and then also even went beyond that and like chose a painting that really shows he sees her yeah so she's just in her feels she's like oh i wish more than anything i could see what he actually looks like right now Mm because they're having this like really close bond and emotional connection but she's still he still has this mask on so she asks if there's anything she can do to help with the blight and the masks and he tells her there's nothing she can do that it's his burden to bear She's like, how am I supposed to keep living here when I don't fully know what's going on? And asks if he would rather she go somewhere else where she's not a distraction. Like, 
empty. Are we back to that? Right. I know. <laughs> like, where are you going to go? He's like, Cal and I didn't teach you anything. And she's like, only that magic turns you into a brute. <laughs> LOL. <laughs> he tells her that he doesn't want her anywhere else. He wants her where he knows he can come home and know that she's safe. What a nice little housewife she is. Mm-hmm. He also says that he thought about sending her away at first, and part of him thinks he should have found somewhere else for her to live, but he couldn't do it even when she made it clear she wanted to ignore the treaty and leave. He couldn't bring himself to let her go or find somewhere else in Prithian where she would be safe and comfortable. She's like, why? (laughs) And he says that he's had many lovers. Again, too much detail here. He said many lovers, females of noble birth, warriors princesses now Feyre's like is there a point to this (laughs) story time but Tamlin continues that they never understood what it's like for him to care for his people and his lands and then he looks at the painting and this is what you were talking about Sadie tells her that this reminds him that he's not alone ah and I wrote he basically says you get me Faye Is that her nickname? Faye? It can't be because yeah. he's fucking high Faye or whatever. But you get me. You um, get me, Ruh. We'll go with that. Ruh. Sure. Let's roll with let's roll with Ruh. Um, I don't like it. I don't like it. Just <laughs> so the next sentence and the closing sentence for this chapter is I didn't lock my bedroom door that night. Damn, Faye. Oh, <laughs> She's like, you're welcome in, I guess. So, yeah, she's really feeling him. Yeah, that was a intense emotionally and physically. Some good tension there. Absolutely. Just really a cute, overall, a really cute chapter. Yeah, I yeah. loved it. And we keep up those vibes in chapter 23. If I had one word to describe this chapter, it would be pleasant. Just pleasant. I? I'm confused. I have, so, well, I'm not super confused, but I have some questions I wanted to confirm about chapter 23. Would you like to ask them now or as, as we go through? I think you need to recap a little first. Okay. Okay. So chapter 23 starts off with Feyre and Tamlin out in nature, enjoying the day. Lucian is conveniently busy again, again so they are totally alone. They're just lying in the grass, enjoying the view, enjoying some sun, Tamlin sleeping beside her. He wakes up and he tells her that the willow, the willow tree, um, the singing of the willow tree always puts him to sleep. There is like the what of the what? And he tells her as a human, her senses are closed off so she can't hear and see everything around her as he sees it. There is like just one of my many shortcomings but internally, she doesn't use that word as seriously anymore. And she used to, you know, say it and really believe it. But now she's oh. just kind of kidding with him, which is... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Growth. Growth. He tells her that he could make her be able to see, smell, taste his world. And she asks how. And he says, well, every gift comes with the price. A kiss. <laughs> and... Her reaction here makes me roll my eyes because she goes, absolutely not. <laughs> like literally last night she wanted him to come into her bedroom. Be real, Farah. In the light of day, it's different. In the light of day, it's different. But come on. <laughs> Be real, Farah. 
be real. It was like a cheesy way to ask for a kiss. Oh, it was super cheesy. Like, <laughs> like this feels, I don't know, somewhat something that someone would do in middle school, early high school. Like, or like that someone would do that you don't want to give a kiss. Right, like a like cringy creepy, guy. Gross yeah. guy at the party who's like mixing drinks and you go to get one. He's like, you got to give me a kiss first. And you're like, ugh. Did that no, happen to you? you? No, <laughs> it didn't. But like, you know that creepy guy. <laughs> I thought that was a relatable comment. You're like, what? <laughs> no, I mean, okay. You know what energy it gives? Tell me. Is in Bachelor in Paradise where who is the artist guy? Um, Justin. Yeah, when Justin is like, oh. can you at least give me a kiss on, on my, my birthday? birthday? boo it gives that vibe yeah and you were like oh do i have to do yeah yeah Yeah. where you feel like you have to and tamlin's quite literally 500 years old like (laughs) this is your move this is your game men never get better (laughs) (laughs) oh my god okay carry on well, Feyre agrees to this deal, and he tells her to close her eyes, and she does, and feels his lips, like, kiss both of her eyelids. That's not the that's not the kiss. That's just him helping her see or whatever. Yeah. All of a sudden, everything she hears is amplified, like the birds singing, she says, sounds like an orchestra. She can hear the singing willow he was talking about. It's all very magical. Do you feel like that would be over, like, too much? Right. Well, it's hard to imagine, like, being able to increase your senses based on from what they are right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's true. I guess it's more so, like, um, if, you, if you couldn't hear some stuff, like, say there was, like, birds singing right now and you couldn't hear it, and then I was like, Sadie. And then all of a sudden you hear it and you're like, whoa. Yeah, that's true. But then but. I'd be like, okay, turn it off, please. They're annoying. <laughs> It's very um, Bella Swan in Twilight when she wakes up after being vampirized and can see everything and smell everything and hear everything. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think think the hearing makes the most sense, but now she's also saying her sight has become clearer. Everything's richer, more vibrant. Like, that's hard to, that's hard to kind of picture. And then she looks at Tamlin and she says her heart cracks entirely because he's everything she dreamed of. He has this glow to him. His eyes are this deep green. He's very handsome, very captivating, just kind of oozing power and high lordiness, <laughs> for lack of a better word. Yeah. So I guess like my question was, well, one of my questions is, is she now seeing everything for what it truly is mm-hmm. or was it he just enhanced things? I think she's seeing Prithian through his eyes. Like, high fae are stronger, more... Right. So, what she's seeing is truly what is there. What is it's there. It's not, like, magic. No. It's just through... It's, like, better eyes. Better eyes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I don't really understand the hearing part, but I guess maybe if you only are a fairy, you can, like, Hear the willow tree better, singing. Better ears. Better ears, yes. yeah. 
Yeah. So she awkwardly tries to remove his mask in her days of being captivated by his beauty. And he reapplies his glamour, which is what he does to make himself look normal and blend in because he was letting his power kind of slip through the mask he usually puts on it. Okay. Does that answer your question? That was kind of my next question is like, okay, so there's two things happening. There's her senses are just not as strong. Mm -hmm. But then also he's like toning everything down. Yes. Okay. So high lords especially have so, they're so powerful. It kind of radiates off of them. Okay. In a way, which is why there's sometimes um, a tense dynamic. For example, Lucian and his brothers or Tamlin and his brothers when they are all growing up and it's the whoever's most powerful will eventually become and the next high lord. You can physically that. start to see the signs when someone has a lot of power. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. But it's not just him, right? Like he was, we'll get there, but like he was hiding all the other people that lived there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes. So okay. he, he has like, he has an everyday glamour on himself just to exist among people and not you yeah. know be overly lord like lord like yeah yeah okay that makes sense yeah so he puts his glamour back on Feyre asks again about the mask if there's anything to be done because she wants to know what he looks like he asks her what she thinks he looks like and she gives a very detailed description <laughs> she's like a strong straight nose high cheekbones Am I wrong or can't you see those things under a mask? I don't. Yeah. I feel like a mask doesn't really hide what you look like if I'm thinking of the right kind of mask. Yeah. I'm just picturing mostly the ones that cover your eyes. Right. Right. Anyway, this makes Tamlin smile because clearly she's thought much about what he looks like. (laughs) And then he says, hey, what about your part of the bargain? (laughs) What about my kiss? This is a no for me. Like, this is just a, this is a no. This is a cringe again. Don't like it. But anyway, Feyre doesn't kiss him. She kisses the back of his hand and it's like, here you go. And then the willow song that she can now hear makes her sleepy and she starts drifting off. And she hears Tamlin murmur that he should bring her home, but instead lies down next to her and strokes her hair until she falls asleep. She says that she has never slept so wonderfully before, so warm and with him nestled beside, with her nestled into him. She's just very comfortable. Sounds lovely. Yeah. Did she like pass out? So at the beginning of the chapter, it said like, it said Tamlin was asleep and he said the song of the willow always makes me sleepy and now she can hear it. So she was kind of drifting off as well. Gotcha. Yeah. So it was kind of full circle. Right. Otherwise, it does seem like she just passed out. I was like, I literally wrote, was it just too much for her human body? <laughs> All the enhanced <laughs> All the So before she completely falls asleep, she hears him say, you're exactly as I dreamed you'd be too. Oh, I wonder if I skipped over that or I just don't remember that. That seems important i wrote down a question what does that mean sadie (laughs) i feel like it's going back to like 
she's a chosen one by the cauldron. There's something... I don't know. Like, I, I mentioned, like, there just has to be a reason. I don't know. So... I told you before this, like, I've been working on editing some of our episodes. So I'm, like, hearing back my older predictions mm-hmm. and thoughts. And it's, like, enhancing, like, my now that I have more chapters under my belt. Yeah. My, like, I'm, like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. And I'm, like, I might have been onto something. <laughs> <laughs> and one of them was at the part where ah, I can't even remember. I should have wrote it down when I was listening. Um, but there's a part where he's like talking to Lucian like early on in the book, like probably chapter seven or something. And he was like, it was, or no, it must've been like chapter six, like, cause it's when Lucian and, uh, Tamlin are talking about is Andres dead and we should have never sent anyone in there. This was a stupid mission. Mm. I'm like, the cauldron sent them to get her. She was a chosen one. She's like the key to overcoming the blight or something. I don't know. I don't know. I was onto something there. I think it's something about that too. Like the cauldron picked her. All good thoughts. Thanks for sharing. (laughs) (laughs) Straight face. Gosh. Okay. We'll see. I've done a really good job, if I can pat myself on the back, of literally not reacting to anything. You really haven't. And every time we're with friends who have read it, and like it, co- the book comes up or or something, and, and you they ask where we're at or whatever. You're always like, "Don't react," and then you tell them, and they do so good too. Yeah, I really appreciate everyone supporting me through this and not ruining it. <laughs> yes, thank you, thank you to all our friends. <laughs> oh my god, the other day I saw a TikTok that like I I had to swipe by because I don't want to end up on Akatar TikTok. No, you can't. Yeah, so but I saved it. Because I want to watch it later. Because it was like, here's my five hot takes from the Akatar series. And I oh, want to hear the hot takes, but I don't want it to ruin anything. you got to tell your FBI agent that we're making a podcast and you can't have spoilers. <laughs> 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 All right. Next time, next time I'm on TikTok, I'll let him know. But I saved it for later. So I'm very excited for those hot takes. I I'm excited for you to get through even the next chunk of chapters this the where we're at right now I think is really a tipping point um as you can tell I mean things in these four chapters are very for the most part upbeat yeah when everything's all calm and fine that's Some, where yeah you know it's gonna take something's a about to yeah. hit the fan is it Chuck which one's Chuck again? I don't remember. Well, it was Lucian. <laughs> and then it switched to the no-name guy we met at Fire Night. Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. Lucian's out. He's just like a great supporting character. A friend. Yeah. We'll see. We shall see. Okay. Okay. Let's get into chapter 24. Um, okay. So Pharaoh wakes up the next day and realizes Tamlin must have carried her home. Because she wakes up in bed and she sees an unfamiliar fairy woman in her room. And this fairy has tree bark like looking skin. 
She asks where Alice is, and the fairy's like, are you okay? I am Alice. And she realizes in this moment that Tamlin must have been glamoring Alice to look more human because of how afraid Feyre had been when she first got there. So nice. Yeah, that actually is very thoughtful. So she goes downstairs to breakfast and finds that not only did he glamour Alice, but he glamoured the rest of his staff slash subjects who are existing about this estate. Because the whole time we only saw Tamlin, Alice, and Lucian, but now the hallways are bustling with like staff and other people. <laughs> I I wrote in all caps, oh my god. Yeah. I have yeah. secondhand embarrassment for yeah. her. Imagine not knowing who saw what at any point in the months that she's been here. <laughs> months. When months. She's, like sneaking around. I mean, Tamlin's like biting her. Like yeah, you don't even know if anyone's there. Oh my god. That is so funny. I have secondhand embarrassment for her. Yeah. Yeah. Big time. And she's very embarrassed because, yeah, anytime she thought she was being sneaky, like walking around the house and especially when she was trying to make her maps at the beginning and she was like sneaking out and like writing stuff down. And then she tried to escape and run after what she thought was her dad. There was people around. So that's embarrassing. Faye was like, okay, cool, 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 cool. Let's move past that. And then she looks at Lucian and says, well, you've been noticeably absent again. Wait, wait, wait. Can we go back? Tamlin even kind of gives her a little shit because she's like, she's like, when I was sneaking through the garden, (laughs) there were people out there. And he was like, they had like a good, good laugh about it. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, yeah, there was a nice audience for you. (laughs) (laughs) They're like kind of laughing. Yeah. Which it also... Going back explains how he knew freaking everything, how where she was yeah. all the time. There was people all around. Literally, someone yeah. probably went and tapped on the shoulder, and she they were like, "She's just like running around the garden, <laughs> acting a fool." <laughs> I hope they all knew that to her they were invisible. You think? You think? I mean, I she was ha- looking right past them. Like, yeah, that's to figure true. out something that's going on. Okay, now you can carry on. Um, so Feyre says to Lucian, you've been noticeably absent, um, because he's obviously trying to get her and Tamlin alone. He's like, hey, I've been busy. Here you have too. If I offer you the moon on a string, will you give me a kiss too? Oh. <laughs> and then Tamlin he just la- obviously confided in his, his wingman and... I know. It's like a little bit embarrassing because nothing even happened. I know. Yeah, they didn't even kiss. No. Hmm. But it's kind of funny that Tamlin ran back and is like, Lucia, guess what? Yeah. Yeah. I told Feyre that I would make her make her see everything. And she told me she'd give me a kiss. <laughs> like, Aren't I so clever? <laughs> and he's like, dude, did she? Did you kiss? Tamlin's like, no. <laughs> anyway. Uh, Solution says that, and then he just laughs at his own joke and then leaves. So, I love Lucian. You too. Um, Feyre asks Tamlin now that they're alone about the adder. You know that the the adder was the invisible, creepy voice that yep. was in the garden, and if she'd be able to see it now. Which I think you asked me. You're like, why can't she see it or whatever? Yeah, I did. Um. Tamlin says, yes, you would, and it wouldn't be pleasant. 
he had thrown a glamour over her so that she couldn't be seen or smelled and I guess also glamoured the being creature so that she couldn't see it. He says that he's doing all he can to keep her invisible to creatures like that, but the blight is acting up again and more of these creatures are being freed. Feyre asks more about the blight growing and he again says it's only happening in other territories and that she's safe here. She tells him that it's not her safety she's worried about. She knows he won't let her help him, but she thinks about the painting she gave him um, and how he always feels alone and wishes that he would just let her help. Mm -hmm. Okay, so real 180 here because the chapter breaks and then the next sentence reads, the next morning I found a head in the garden. Yeah. That was crazy. Were you like, what the hell? Yeah. Well, yes. I was confused. Uh, actually, just carry on. <laughs> so it's a bleeding male high fey head on a spike. And the stone that it's spiked on is soaked in blood. So you can tell the head was Ugh. fresh, for lack of a better word, when it was put on there. And poor Feyre was just trying to paint flowers when she found it. Um, And Tamlin and Lucian come to assess the situation. So they both don't know who this person is. But Lucian gets closer and says that he's been branded behind the ear with a sigil, a mountain, and three stars, which is the symbol of the night court. Ooh. So the Night Court is the northernmost court in Prithian and is described as a land of darkness and starlight. So she asks why someone would do this and Tamlin says that the Night Court does what it wants and that they live by their own codes and corrupt morals. Interesting. It's it's a new insight into a new court. It also feels like the other courts that we've heard about haven't been that great. Like Lucian's dad from the yeah, Autumn Court executed suck. his girlfriend in front of him. So that seems morally corrupt. And even Tamlin's father. Right. Right. So interesting that he specifically calls out the Night Court as doing what they want. Lucian calls them sadistic killers who delight in torture of every kind and that this message is found to be amusing. Feyre asks, like, oh, this is a message? And Lucian says, yes, it's a message from the High Lord of the Night Court that they can get around the defenses and commit a crime like this nearby. Feyre then asks if this is connected to the Blight, which I was like, good question, Feyre. (laughs) And Tamlin tells her... um, Just that they know, meaning the Night Court, they know that the Blight is again awakening and wants them, Tamlin, to know that they're circling him like vultures. Spooky. Yeah, like they know that their magic is weakening Mm -hmm. and they're ready to pounce when when they crumble. Right. Okay. So Feyre, understandably, is scared. She's trembling. She's freaking out. And Tamlin sees this. He kneels next to her. He squeezes her hand and tells her that she's still safe here, even though it really doesn't feel like it. (laughs) You know? Like, let's recap, shall we? There was the bogey. There was the puka. 
There was the Naga. There was the dead fairy with the with the wings ripped off. Now there's a decapitated head. There's a lot. There's been a lot. There's a lot. But Tamla reiterates, oh, this is just a joke. Their high lord sucks. They won't attack here. Fair is like, if this is a joke, I can't imagine how horrible it was when humans were all enslaved here. Yeah. And she asks Tamlin more about when the human slaves were freed, what it was like. He basically just says that his family was mad about it, but he was happy to see them go because he had witnessed enough horrors. And Feyre can see how bothered he is and is like, huh, maybe that was why he was so awkward with me when I first got here. And she tells him that he's a good person and he never made her feel like a prisoner here, which is a nice thing for her to like go out of her way to say. Yeah. And she wants to ask him more about his family, his background, the slaves, that kind of thing. But she knows he's not really ready. And that's where we end chapter 24. So I have a prediction. Okay. So I'm wondering if Tamlin's father, he keeps talking about how he had him witness a lot of things. His father was horrible. He had horrible practices. Um, But he was just a child when he did all those things Mm -hmm. and i'm wondering if tamlin's father forced tamlin to do something at some point to humans Mm. that he's not proud of and kind of blames himself for even though he was just a kid and um i i wrote like i wonder if his father treated his son with with so much power like a beast or a weapon and was like Mm. like Tamlin do this like Tamlin do that like you should you know like and used him almost like a weapon sure and then and Tamlin is like mad at himself for not you know acting on his own free will and and not doing those things but he was just a kid you know so I feel like eventually there's going to be a moment where he confides in Feyre and like gets vulnerable and tells her all this and I am I I bet my prediction is that Farah is very mad at first because she's like, I can't believe you would do that to humans. But then also ultimately forgives him because he was just a kid. That's a very well thought out theory. I wrote a paragraph in here. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, I think it's a, I think that's interesting because Tamlin so far is the only seemingly nice slash pro human high lord. Yeah. Or fairy that we've met outside of i mean anyone outside of his court so far has seemed not pro-human right but he was raised by people who were not right so you know was he always that way or like to to your point did did something happen yeah interesting i think it did i think he was used like a pawn by his father something went too far he regrets everything yeah well We'll see. We'll see. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So again, that's where we end chapter 24. And that's already three of our chapters. We only have one more. But our last chapter, chapter 25, is a great, great chapter. Also a fun one. Another fun one. This one really just puts a smile on my face. So... Tamlin is called away to one of the borders and has to stay overnight, but sends Lucian to tell Feyre that he's alive. Feyre knows that the situation with the Blight is going to keep getting worse, but despite that, the next day, 
everything's all cheery because it's summer solstice. Wait, wait, wait. I have one thing I have to point out. Okay. Is that like right in the beginning of the chapter when she's talking about Tamlin going away to the borders or whatever. Mm-hmm. They, she says, the, the blight was indeed crawling from other courts directly toward ours. She said ours. Her court. Oh, what a great call out, Sadie. Yeah, acknowledging that that place is her home, her court. That's, I really like that because. It's a very subtle, intentional shift by the author. Like, well done, I agree because earlier, I mean, this was much earlier, but when he saved her from the Naga and then he was like, let's go home. She specifically like, is like, this isn't my home. Yeah. Our court. Yeah. Good catch. Good catch. <laughs> so, summer solstice. Woohoo! Another holiday. I literally wrote another party! Exclamation point. <laughs> Will Chuck be there? Will he? he we shall him. see. Um, <laughs> so apparently summer, sto- summer solstice is supposed to happen at the summer court, but since there's some weird things going on, the spring court is celebrating themselves, and Feyre gets to go to the party! Oh my god! And this also gives us a sense of time because Feyre left during winter and now it's May. So oh, she's been there for a while. Yeah. yeah. Right? Summer solstice is in May? Or is I it think June? it's June. But either way. You're right. It's June. So it's June. So long time. So Tamlin is still gone. Feyre's worried because one, he's not back yet. And two, the last Fey holiday was super weird and resulted in Tamlin hooking up with someone else. <laughs> <laughs> so she finally hears him come down and is, or sorry, come home and is super relieved. And she goes, she wants to go greet him right away. But Alice yanks her upstairs and makes her get ready for solstice. And Feyre's dressed in her best little gown. Super cute. Little flower tiara. <laughs> she's a Coachella queen. She's, a <laughs> she's dressed in a blue chiffon gown with her hair down, but Alice braids a garland of wildflowers around her head. Love it. And Feyre is feeling good. She is. She's like ready to party. Yeah. She also looks in the mirror and she's like, I look like a woman. Yeah. <laughs> So she's feeling herself. Yeah. She comes downstairs and Lucian and Tamlin are waiting for her. Lucian whistles and says, cauldron boil me. She looks positively fey. That's cute. Yeah. A full on whistle. It's kind of, kind of nice. <laughs> <laughs> when it's I, not coming from like a creepy cat collar on the street. I it's love nice. how I'm invested in the, in the uh, culture of the fey society now that I'm like, she looks fey. Yeah. Like, that's basically fat with a P. <laughs> <laughs> um, Tamlin and is just grinning up at her, tells her she looks lovely, and offers her his arm. And she's loving the way he's looking at her while he's escorting her to the party. She tells them she's surprised she's allowed to participate. And Lucian's like, well, unfortunately for you and your neck, tonight is just a party. <laughs> <laughs> Lol. So apparently this holiday actually is just normal. And there's just singing and dancing and drinking. And there's a bunch of fairies around, but they're all from Tamlin's court. So they all seem friendly. They all seem safe. Feyre gets food and music starts playing. 
She goes to get some wine and then Lucian reappears. He tells her not to drink the wine and Farah's like, why? And he says, I'm serious. Don't forget the last time when you ignored my warning and then pokes her neck where she was bitten by two. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, well, you try and prank me all the time and then chugs her glass. Party girl. I was like, well, what if he's saying like, no, you physically can't drink it. I mean, that's not what he was saying, but like, yeah, he's like, don't drink that. And then she's like, see ya. <laughs> yeah, basically. She was just on one. She was feeling too good, too confident. Yeah. But I like this side of Feyre. Yeah, we like party girl Feyre. Yeah. Um, so Feyre says it feels like a million fireworks inside of her, filling her veins with starlight. So that's intense. <laughs> Lucian's pissed because he says Tamlin will be mad at him for letting her drink. But Feyre's instantly all drunk, all giggly, doesn't care. Also, when she drank the wine, it reduced some of, the, some of his glamour or, or something happened where her sight was back to being increased. And she can see him in his full fairy form now without his glamour on and is getting the full, like, vibrant image of his red hair, his rusted eye, the his, you know, power kind of coming through. And she's like, I'm going to paint you. <laughs> <laughs> And then She's chugs just, like another- staring at him, and he's like, "Okay." Yeah. And then chugs another glass of wine. And in a rare moment where I don't like Lucian, he's kind of being a buzzkill. She's fine. Like, no one likes someone who's just monitoring you. Yeah. I get it, but also he was making it sound like there was like she physically couldn't handle the wine. She's just well having he a probably good time. Didn't know. That's One, true. If she could. And two, yeah, you're right. I don't not like him here, though, but he is kind yeah. of like being a little mud. Yeah, I feel like Lucian would be like, drink, drink. Yeah, that's so true. That would be way more on brand. But also, like, later when, so, like, we'll get to it. But basically, mm-hmm. when she's drunk with uh, Tammy and Lucian's like, I tried to tell her. And he's like, forget about it. It's fine. Like, go dance. And he's just like, Oh, okay. Like, he doesn't actually care if she drinks. He's just, like, feels like Tamlin wouldn't want her to drink. Right. Right. Because she's not doing anything bad. She just wants to dance. Yeah. She just wants to shake her ass. girl. Sadie would say. (laughs) My famous drunk line is, I'm going to go shake my ass at Tin Roof. (laughs) (laughs) Has been said on more than one occasion. (laughs) (laughs) So she joins the dance floor and is just swaying around. And Lucian grabs her again and he's like, you idiot. (laughs) She's just in her own world, twirling. She reaches the musicians and she realizes it's Tammy. And Tammy can play the fiddle. On brand. Yeah. And so she says, sweat gleamed on the strong column of his neck as he rested his chin upon, upon the dark wood of the fiddle. He'd rolled up the sleeves of his shirt, revealing the, what did I write? The cords of his forearms. Is that right? (laughs) I don't know if that's That's right. That's probably right. Okay. Cords of his forearms? Sometimes I have typos, but you get the idea. (laughs) You mean his veins? Yeah. Veins seems more accurate. But yeah. anyway, his forearms like, are exposed. We're talking about an author who again said the word "per" in this <laughs> chapter multiple times. 
multiple times. So I'm yeah. okay with uh, her saying the chords of chords. his four. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sometimes I have to check myself and I'm like, is that really what she typed? <laughs> okay. So Lucian apologizes to Tammy and he says, I left her alone for a little at one of the food tables. And when I caught up to her, she was drinking wine. Snitch. Tamlin, yeah, he's like, it's fine. I'll look after her and tells her to dance. So she keeps dancing. And it sounds like in her mind, this looks really, really good. But I'm picturing her looking awkward as fuck. (laughs) Because it says, Tamlin and his musicians played such joyous music that I didn't think the world could contain it all. I saw shade over to him, my fairy lord, my protector and warrior, my friend, and danced before him. He grinned at me, and I didn't break my dancing as he rose from his seat and knelt before me in the grass, offering up a solo on his fiddle to me. And then she says she starts slithering her body like a snake. (laughs) And that's when I need this to end. Same. (laughs) Same. Tamlin luckily steps in, takes her waist, and starts spinning her around. So she's no longer embarrassing herself. (laughs) And because she's been so drunk, she didn't realize that it's almost dawn. He tells her he wants to show her something and brings her up the hills into a meadow. They wait there, and then they they see little shimmering shapes floating in the sky. Like moonlight almost and she can hear a soft singing and Tamlin tells her that these are will-o'-wisps spirits of air and light that are celebrating the solstice I love that part I don't know why I just imagine it like so beautiful and the music like just like slightly in the background and they're like sweaty from dancing and they're just like yeah. staring and it's just like such a beautiful peaceful moment almost sunrise yeah yeah so she says they're beautiful and he says dance with me Feyre she's like really and he pulls her into a dance and this is so cute like you said I picture the music mm-hmm. on in the background but lower they're smiling at each other they're in the most romantic setting And he's just resting his chin on her head and kind of stroking her hair as they stand there and sway. The spirits start to vanish as the sun begins to rise and they're still just standing there holding each other. And Feyre reaches out a hand and she strokes his jaw and she can feel his hands on her back pulling her even closer. And he says, I'm thinking I might kiss you. And she says, then do it. And he kisses her ah, on the finally. lips. Finally. <laughs> but only for a second. And she's like, that's it? <laughs> My thoughts exactly. We've waited like 250 pages. <laughs> and, and then he kisses her, quote, fiercely, full makeout. Full I, makeout. Those are the best kinds of kisses. Just like a little taste at first and then... Boom. (laughs) Dive in. (laughs) So they make out. He pulls away to bring her to the top of the hill so they can watch the sunrise. And this, again, just sounds lovely. Like everything has been so, again, pleasant. Yeah. 
She's curled up in his arms, tucked in tight. He's playing with her hair. Big theme. He's always stroking her hair. She's stroking his hair. Anyway. Sounds nice. Lots of petting. Lots They're of petting. Lots of purring. Remember? Yeah. <laughs> um, the sunrise is, of course, the most beautiful sunrise that Feyre has ever seen. Tamlin kisses the top of her head. Cute. And she tells him about one of her last conversations with her dad. She says, my father once told me that I should let my sisters imagine a better life, a better world. And I told him there was no such thing. I never understood because I couldn't believe that was even possible until now. Oh, my God. I literally, the last thing I wrote was just, I love them. And I did it. And I love them now. I just love love. (laughs) (laughs) Tamlin gets choked up and he starts kissing her again more slowly and the last sentence and where we end this episode is Feyre thinking it was the happiest moment of my life fatal last words yeah <laughs> it's a dangerous place to end this episode it because is. Ah, but it can only go such, downhill from here <laughs> it was such a wonderful group of chapters it, it was, was wonderful to recap them it i'm was. like right back there i'm gonna be sleeping with a smile on my face <laughs> <laughs> like Farah. just love it. like Farah, <laughs> me and my girl i was skeptical but i love them yeah these again really just a nice happy pleasant group of chapters very centered around their relationship not so much the plot of yeah you know, the external things going on, but I liked it. We've, we needed it. Sarah J. Mass is really the queen of slow buildup. I mean, even now it's like they just kissed for the first time. Yeah. But I like that. It's more realistic. Yeah, I agree. It like, allows you to actually get into it before but anything But now happens. I'm fully invested in them and I don't want the love triangle I mentioned. Because <laughs> if Farrah goes off and is like intrigued or or charmed by someone else, I'm just going to be like, you ho. That's so true. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was taking a sip of my water. Um, yeah. So is was the love triangle, was that something you just wanted to happen or is that something you actually think is happening, going to happen? Because we talked a lot about it. Both. So I think like I just wasn't invested in either of them as characters. So I was just yeah. like, ooh, maybe it'll be this. Maybe this is what the drama will be. Like, you know, I was just throwing out things. And then I was like, oh, like a love triangle actually would be pretty exciting. Like, it's kind of fun. And then, but now I'm like, no, ship, ship, ship. Tammy and Faye. We've hopped on board. <laughs> I am here. And don't break my heart. (laughs) (laughs) I can't wait for you to read the next chapter. (laughs) I can't wait. There's two quotes we say every episode. (laughs) It's today's topic is, (laughs) and it's I can't wait for you to read the next chapter. I feel like I also say something at the beginning when I talk about the, the group of chapters we're about to recap, but I'm like, this was a great group This was of a chapters. great group of chapters. Who assigned these? <laughs> no, it really was. This might have been my favorite set of oh. chapters. Yeah, they're good. I obviously love the chapter about Solstice and I 
just really I really like the chapter after Cal and Mai where they're just bantering because yes. I just I just that's my favorite the little funny banter yeah they're kind of, when they're kind that. of making fun of her and she gets mm-hmm. mad but not really mad and I just think that's so well cute. I love it because I feel like it's just it's so funny and almost relatable to be like Hmm, I'm going to make them feel bad about or make him feel so bad about this. Like make him <laughs> beg for forgiveness on my feet. And he's just like, girl, that's on you. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> no, it was good. Loved it. And she's wearing a dress now. Yeah. She got a she's a lady. She's a lady. She's feeling good. She's looking good. She's really coming to her own. Yeah. And um, we'll see where that takes us. The next. So maybe we should wait another week to record just so we can continue to relish in this (laughs) in this happiness. No, I'm just Um, kidding. So we have we have another four chapters for next week or next episode, actually. Yeah. So I'm ready. I'm ready because I haven't because we haven't recorded. I haven't been able to read the next chapters. But I'm kind of at peace. You're, you know what I mean? Right. Well, like, I think that's why we were able to go a week was because yeah. we're at peace. Yeah. I think once we get through the next group, you're going to be like, I need to read right now. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. So we're scheduling recording every yeah. other day. <laughs> yeah. Um, my friend, was, my friend just started this book and she's 100 pages in and she's like, I'm getting kind of frustrated because 100 pages in I feel like I'm still just like learning so much and not really getting to anything and I was like imagine if you had to only read five chapters at a time then stop for multiple days and then go back yeah (laughs) Izzy you don't even know how what it's like (laughs) I don't know (laughs) you know what happens yeah sometimes it's hard for me to stop um reading yeah luckily luckily I'm I am reading another book on the side with that I'm almost done with and then I want to talk about it um but it's like not nearly as good like it's actually it's not like horrible as in a horrible book it's just the content is horrible I don't know I'll explain later but so it's like not a good alternative so yeah I'm ready for it's it hard what's really hard was finishing the series and it's like coming off of an addiction like I had withdrawal <laughs> there's nothing there's nothing to fill the void that is she she's writing leaves. another one though right <sighs> yeah but she's taking her sweet time <laughs> because they have to be like 900 pages each is it you you know what we should do is you what? should just not be able to read the last one until we get to it like when she comes out with it that's such a mean thing to say <laughs> <That's-> <laughs> And then we both have to, like, try to figure it out. I think that's a great idea. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, then, but, then, but then who will summarize? Well, we can still summarize. I'm still oh, capable. God. I, I don't... I physically don't know that I'm capable because I... So what you're saying is I'm stronger than you. (laughs) You know what that is what I'm saying. I'm weak and I read them in the span of one day. Like the fifth one, which is physically 800 pages long. I read in three-ish days over Christmas when I had things to do. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. Well, we'll sit on that idea. We have time. We have a while. We have years. (laughs) 
<laughs> literal years until the next one comes out. So time for me to persuade you that I should be allowed to read it first. <laughs> Oh, my God. Okay, so, yeah, remind me. What chapters are we reading next? We are reading chapters 26 through chapter 30. So, 26, 27, whoa, wait, 26, 27, 28, 29, and 30. Five chapters. But I think I was looking at the page number The pages are still... It's still, like, the same amount. Yeah, I was mostly going off page numbers and where it made sense yeah. to break. Yeah. Um it's okay. only it's it's this last chunk was thirty three pages and this next is thirty six pages. Okay. So and then after that, this is our last bigger chunk and then after that it goes to three chapters each oh, episode okay. because things obviously are get intense. <laughs> Your face when he's <laughs> that he's serious. Oh man! All right. Well, I can't wait. Yeah. Thanks everyone for listening. Don't forget to like and subscribe on Spotify or wherever you're listening, and don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Gals on Topic. Yeah. And join us next time to recap and talk about chapters twenty six through thirty. Can't wait. See you guys then. Bye, guys. Bye.